Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. the 376th episode of the stone cold silver podcast reza i've been waiting for this episode this opportunity to record this for maybe 10 years now (laughs) you've Um, had your notes ready you are i've had my notes ready uh yeah so i sort of just i'll just get going uh carolyn and i we bought an apartment in New York City. There you go. It's it's official. We we did it. We did it. All right, folks. We'll see you C- next congratulations. week. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's huge. Um, very very huge. Very excited. Uh, I was gonna walk you through how it all went down. I know that there's been a couple of episodes here and there where I've talked about. Going to showings, the difference between co-ops and condos. I won't get too into some of those things, but I've got my phone in front of me right now. And every time we basically got on the phone or uh, had a sort of an important call with someone on the team, um, I basically took a note down. So I'm just going by like some high-level dates of when things happened. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at uh, December, mid-December of last year, so like December 13th of 2021, okay. we started to have calls with mortgage bankers uh, to get the pre-approval. Right. Um, as you know, and for those who, who are, uh, I guess, in the process of looking for homes in this fun uh, market, I say fun facetiously, um, it's better to have you can go to i'm sure in most places you may be able to go to showings without a mortgage pre-approval in new york especially during covid you really can't do that because they want to ensure that you're a serious client and nothing shows seriousness like a mortgage pre-approval was it the same for you uh you know i don't i don't know i actually don't know if they would have shown us homes with with or without or with, I don't know if they would have shown us homes without a mortgage pre-approval. Um, I know that they highly recommended getting it done because mm-hmm. they told us, like our, our real estate agent told us that because of the market, you know, even as far back as over a year ago now, we, we were doing this process back in April and May of last year. And they were basically like, yeah, like if you see a home that you like during the showing, you have to have an offer in at the end of the day and if you're not pre-approved beforehand you're never you're never going to be able to make an offer on that home that will be accepted in time so do it first so yeah i think we could have done it i just don't think we would have gotten it it would have been a waste of everyone's time if we did right and that's i mean i think he just you know hit the nail right on the head there and so we started to get our mortgage pre-approval at the end of last year we also met with friends um, who had already gone through the co-op buying process. Now, uh, just to refresh folks, you know, it's a very different process to buy a, a, into a co-op than it is to um, just buy like a regular condo. Right. Uh, and so the 
because we had gone through that process before, we just wanted to speak with good friends who have gone through it multiple times. And that I remember that was like a multi-hour, uh, I want to say like multi-hour conversation. Uh, just because there was like so many things we had to learn about, we had to learn about you know, how to apply for things, uh, different restrictions, uh, and so just to give like a, the twenty second overview, uh, condos are like real property uh, in the city. They tend to be a little bit more expensive because there's a lot more flexibility in terms of what you can and cannot do, who can apply. And also, um, how quickly you can move in. Uh, the co-op, things are a little bit cheaper, but there's a lot more restrictions. And so, there's like this uh, sort of balance, you know, we'll say. And because of that, uh, you know, we just needed to learn exactly how it was going to all happen. Um, and... And so that was really just the main conversation of just like learning. And now we feel like we are also um, like co-op uh, pros, we'll say. We've learned so much. And so we've spoken to other friends who are also looking to purchase who historically were a little bit turned off by the idea um, of... of applying for to, to purchase in a co-op but now we're sort of walking them through like all the things that you can and cannot do mm-hmm. and, and just being <coughs> excuse me just a, a a good source of information there and so we started seeing places in january uh and we you know i'm looking at the first place we put an offer in which was early february uh, it was at that up until that point, and we had already seen like over two dozen listings. Um, that was like the best that we had seen up until that point. Was it perfect? No, like no, no, no place is perfect, uh, which I'm sure you also understand. Yep. Uh, there are places when you walk in, you're like you feel it, like this this could be it, uh, but there's always something. Uh, no, no house is perfect. Uh, I feel like if you wanted to do that, you probably had to design your own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, even I, I often wonder what would it be like if we designed our own home and had to like it would be how how much do you think you would love your home if you if you built your own home? And like, I feel like that because money isn't unlimited. I feel like that's where you're going to start to dislike certain factors of it, like where you have to compromise on X, Y and Z because you can't just afford everything under the sun. Right. And so that is, that's a great point. And also what you like now, yeah. right? Is it going to be timeless? Are you going to want to change it later at some point? There's like all these things. Uh, and so um, it wasn't by any means perfect, but it was our first opportunity to put in an offer. It was going to be a little bit outside of our budget, uh, but it had everything... And most of the things that we wanted, and then uh, we got to experience what it's like to lose uh, a bidding mm-hmm. war. Uh, the we we had that apartment. You know, this was one of those things where we were asked to put our best and final offer 
at a certain the point. annoying one uh, we had the, yep yep we had the best in final we had the highest the best offer uh the most uh i guess uh attractive offer until two minutes and then uh the other person you had to play the game a little bit better i'm sure it wasn't their first time but uh they put in an offer right at the end and they completely overbid our bid and so you know kudos to them for for winning it but uh it was definitely an experience to be like oh this is what it's like to lose uh, a bidding war. I think the person overbid us by like 50, I think. Something mm. crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah. And it was like an all cash. And so it was just one of those things where it's like, you know, game recognized game. This this, this is what we're doing out yeah. here. Uh, can't, can't get mad at that, right? It, it sort of just is what it is. Um, and so, you know, we had to shake that one off. That was a tough loss. Uh, but then we, we just kept uh, seeing places, um, and we we found this place. Uh, I think I think Carolyn said we found this early March, and I asked her yesterday. I go, do you remember uh, when we found this listing? And she said she does. She remembers getting an email notification. And I just want to pause right here and say that we use this service called StreetEasy.com. Okay. It's essentially a localized uh, real estate tool for renting and purchasing in New York City. Uh, Here's the thing. I could not get this to work for whatever reason on my emails, but Carolyn did. So I was just saying that there totally is a world where... I would not have, I would have just completely missed this apartment had she not had the email set up correctly. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy if you think about it. And so she just says that we were on the couch. It was late. I'm going to grab a sip of water real quick. It was late and she goes, I think we have to go see this. It was a Thursday or a Friday. And then that weekend, right, we go to see this place. We're running, we're like about to head over to go see it. And then our uh, our agent calls and goes, oh, here's the thing. The co-op has these rules where they limit the amount of folks who can see the listing per day. They have it limited to three separate couples. And this is like the first weekend it's on the market. You know what yeah. I mean? And I don't know how it is where you live but i've learned that in new york the first two weekends really the first weekend of a listing's life is like the most important because real estate moves so fast in the city that basically anyone who's interested is going to come that first weekend and so we were like oh well i guess we'll try and see it tomorrow which would have been sunday but then we get a call from the agent as we're running errands. He goes, hey, all right, just kidding. Can you, like, stop whatever you're doing? Excuse me. And come back because the seller's agent is going to try and sneak you in. So we're like, all right, fine. We'll make our way up. We get there. They're smoozing the uh, the doormen, and they let us in. And I'm telling you, we walked in, and we just we, we felt it. 
We felt that this was going to be it. And it's crazy. I don't, you know, how many times in, in the home that you're living in now, how many times did you see it before you put an offer in? <laughs> we never saw it in person. We had to see it through our realtor. Because we yeah. weren't, yeah. It, we, yeah. We knew the model. We, we'd seen, we'd seen uh, a very, very, very similar home before. And that was the one that we originally wanted. Um, so when we saw this house come on the market, it was like, yep, put an offer in. We, uh, we know right. what it looks like on the inside. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, think about what that must feel like to basically do, you're doing a full send. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you did it without having stepped into the The first place. time we stepped foot in the place was actually during the inspection. And we, so we, we, we literally flew out just for the inspection. Uh, what? Uh, did yep. you? Okay. So, um, so we go see it. We knew it was the uh, the one. We loved it. It essentially had everything we were looking for. A lot of the other places we were thinking about, like, all right, we're gonna have to demolish walls and renovate and refurbish and all that stuff, and all that costs money. You know, it's uh, we learned the average in order to like make the kitchen just like a fully open layout right so you're knocking down walls you're updating like people's bathrooms and whatnot and you're doing updating kitchens all in it's about a hundred grand yeah it's like uh, you know we also got a wedding Mm -hmm. um in january and so not only would it take time to save up for that amount You'd also need to get approval from everyone. You gotta get approval from the city. You gotta pay for an architect to draw up the plans. It's just a lot of time and money. And realistically speaking, we probably lived there the first year, not be able to do any of that work. And so when we found this place, it was a modern kitchen. They had just done renovations of the bathroom and the kitchen. It was an open concept, very rectangular layout. Um, And the second bedroom was already created this was essentially uh your what is normally a one bedroom apartment that they have closed off a section which you normally used to be the dining area um is now a bedroom and so it's essentially like a well what new york uh in your real estate terms it's called a junior four um four rooms you know bed primary living kitchen bedroom i think is, is what it is um and so we saw it we we're like okay this place is great. It gets good light. It's on the 10th floor of a 12-story building. Right by the elevators. Not too many units on each floor. There was also, um, because it's a it's a large building, they do capital improvements, which there can be a cost that gets passed on to each like resident. Those are called assessments. And so the most common and expensive assessments are elevator upgrades, lobby upgrades, replacing roofs. Mm-hmm. The most common one is the uh, the facade testing, which happens every seven I knew years. You were say that, yeah, yeah, but that's that's fine. That's like more stomachable. Yeah. Uh, but what we found out was the lobby had already been paid for. The roof is fine. The facade was done recently. Elevators are fine. And so, like, all this stuff was done, and there's no assessment to us. There's a lot of places they'll be like, oh, here is your mortgage, here is your maintenance, or your, uh, what's called, like, the HOA. Right, right. For co-ops, maintenance includes your property taxes and, and other stuff. 
Um, and so they're like, oh, in addition to that, there's like an assessment of $400 a month until like, we'll say December of 2023. So you're, so on top of all the bills you got, you got to pay another $400 a month to the building to cover whatever capital you're doing. So we, thankfully when we got in there, there's none of that either. So we walked out of that unit and we're like, all right, round two, let's put an offer in. And the the process was we we uh, we put in an offer we put in an offer at ask full ask mm-hmm. you know and we were comfortable with it. There was also this thing called a flip tax. Flip tax is essentially a way for co ops to earn revenue when there's turnover in the building. And for this unit, it was two percent. Two percent of the sale price historically paid by the seller, right? And so two percent of the uh, of the list. And so we go, we put in a full ask, knowing that they were going to pay the uh, the flip tax. Yep. We get the call. Sellers love the offer. <laughs> They're willing to take your offer right here, right now, if you're willing to pay the flip. I go, okay, how long do we have to make a decision? Because you got a couple, our agent's like, you got a couple hours. Uh, there's no other serious offer in right now. So we're like, Carol and I, we get off the phone. And we're doing the math. And we're like, all right, can we afford this? Yada, yada. We even asked our agent, can we split it? And they go, no, that's not a, they're not going to want to split it. They're asking you to pay the whole thing. I was like, all right. So <laughs> in about under an hour. In about under an hour, we call back and we said, all right, we're going to pay the whole thing. We're willing to do it. Because in my head, I'm thinking, all right, we're the only offer that's in right now. And they're asking us to pay the flip at this price. If more offers come in, why wouldn't they ask everyone else to do the same thing? So we'd be paying a larger flip if we're all bidding against each other. Right. Right. And so I just go, all right, let's, uh, we'll do it. And the agent, our agent tells the, the sellers and she calls back. She goes, all right, that offer's off the table. Multiple offers have come in. We're going to best and final. She's like, all right, well, we, um, well, I was very frustrated at that moment because I thought that we were able to get it right then and there. But we put in a, a, a bit of a higher offer and we waited. And Carolyn was flying out onto a business trip. And so she was in the air, and then our agent texts us, we, we won, we won. And so I remember that being like, oh my God, this is real. We were, were starting to like, we made it to the next step. Yeah. Um, which I'm very grateful for because we only bid on two places. And I know a lot of folks who are out there who have like needed to bid on dozens of places. And it was just, I mean, we all, we've all read the COVID real estate market. Yep. Everyone's waiving all contingencies. People showing up with like essentially duffel bags full of cash. It's like X, like some insane amount over ask. It was just like completely uh, ran counter to like essentially what everyone else's like normal life experience with real estate. And so we know we're celebrating briefly and then the contract comes. This is like a 24-page document with a writer, and I'm reading all these things. I'm just like, I don't know what this – I'm like redlining right. it. You know, It's almost like you're 
you're going through proofreading. I don't know what this means. I don't know what this means. Is this right? How do we do this? How do we do that? And thankfully, um, Carolyn's mom gave us a recommendation for an attorney to work with. Uh, this attorney worked in her building in a different suite. And so this guy was great. Uh, he was, uh, because he had done this so many times and, you know, Carol and I were more skittish because as we were first time homeowners, we had questions at every single turn. And he, yeah. I don't want to say he was brusque, but he was just, he was confident in what he knew. And I think he just didn't understand initially like how little we knew. Yeah, yeah. And so when he would like answer questions, we were like, we don't, we don't know what that answer means. And so we, uh, we were able to go back and forth and it basically took us 10 whole days to go back and forth and completely get every uh, important detail into the contract uh, that we need. For example, when you and Lena bought your home, you guys were already a married couple. Right. And so there's like legal uh, protections for, for you and Lena that say aren't the same if you and Lena uh, were single buying together. Like you'd have to uh, sort of uh, draft up a different uh, sort of document or, or, or detail like Carol and I because we're not married yet even though we're engaged – we're not un- obviously under the eyes of the law. We're not married. We don't have any legal mm-hmm. uh, sort of protection there. So we had to make sure that we got the the term joint tenants with rights of survivorship uh, written in there. What that essentially is is what you get as a married couple for a non-married set of people. Uh, so, for example, if God forbid you or Elena passes away the house still sort of like goes to the next of, you know, yeah. to, to your partner yeah. as opposed to next of right. kin. And so we wanted to ensure that that happened to us as well. And so it's just all these little things that you like never really have to think about until you have to think about it. And so we're going back and forth. We're writing the, we're getting the contract finalized. And then on April 4th, we signed the contract. It's like, oh, man, all right. So, so 10 full days goes by. Carolyn's not, you know, Carolyn's like on a work trip, so we're like doing this remotely, and it just adds to the stress of like reviewing this document. It's tough. We signed the contract. Said, I just said it's tough, man. Yeah, like all this urgency and doing things remotely. It's, I mean, it was it'd be so yeah. much easier if she was there too, right? But you you feel like you got to do this, right? Right, because time is literally of the right, essence. and this is after how long of looking you finally got a place. The last thing you want to do is have something fall through because you can't sign a paper on time or whatever. Right. I mean, at this point, it would have been four months of looking. Yeah, four months of every weekend, essentially trying to like split time to to go and look at it because there was nothing more important. Some days you'd be looking at like up to five units. You'd just be running around the city. Other times, just be one unit, and you just like you just you know everything was worth seeing, uh, just to fully understand how the market was. Yeah. And so, at that point, you had to put your ten percent deposit down, your earnest money. Right. And boy, have I never had to wire that much money ever in my life. All right. <laughs> no, now, you probably I ever, have, <laughs> at least not until the next house. Not until the next house. Um, I have moved money like that before, but it was like between accounts that I own, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was like to and from uh, my investing account, 
but it was also just like I mean, remember when I was telling you about the Barclays Dream account and then the Marcus account? Like that's when we, you you move right. money because like oh we can we can make some money off right, of this right. as opposed to keeping it in a checking account. Um, by the way, all that inflation. You got you. Have you picked up any I bonds? No, I know you told me about them a long time ago, and I've I, I should have done it a long a long while ago. I just honestly I haven't even been checking my investment accounts lately. Like I. It's not, don't, don't think of it as, uh, and I know this is a bit of a, a tangent, but I-bonds, dude, it's essentially Marcus on steroids. Uh, I think it's like nine point something percent. Yeah, I, I saw. And yeah. So just think about it. Just think yeah. About it. Um, and it's, it's with the government, right? So it, it's it's essentially like you're buying a government CD. You know what right. I mean? So it is what it is. Regardless. Um, so what was funny about the earnest money was a lot of moments throughout this home buying process felt like it was hurry up and wait and then everything all at once once we signed the contract i was like all right what's next they go no you have to go to the bank right now before the end of business and get this thing wired into the escrow account i go you couldn't have told me that beforehand i'm like in the middle of work right work to run to the bank sit there because for whatever reason, my bank, I don't know if your bank allows uh, you to like create wires, but like I have to get a bank representative to wire the money and then a bank like manager to okay the wire for the amount. I was just like, it took about an hour and a half to get that done. In the middle of the day, I just, you just gotta like bounce, you know? And so thankfully that could have been done. But that was like, man, to see that money leave the account I know you've, you've brought this up too, and everyone who's bought homes that brought this up is like, this is this is why we play. This is why we play the game. But when that when that thing leaves the account, you're like, oof. Yeah. Oof. It, it, it's hard to replicate that feeling. And so now we're in what's known as the board application process. And so there is this tool called Board Packager. It's essentially an online uh, portal where it lists like the 13 or 16 things you have to have. Everything from uh, what uh, Rebney, so like your sort of uh, all your financial like documentation of what your uh, assets and liabilities are yep. uh, that you have to sign, um, your pay stubs, all of the financial documents to every account you own. Uh, we had to show... Um, offer letters for our jobs we had to get um what's it called letters of recommendation from friends and from co-workers we had to what else do we have to do we had to fill out so many documents what was super awesome was our our agent will shout her out one time here uh won't be the uh, not the first won't be the last her name is michelle amadea with triple mint i'm telling you we she was a referral from my good friends Pat and Kate, who used her for their purchase and sale of their co-op before they moved to Boston. And she was absolutely the best agent that could have walked us through it because she knows co-ops inside and out. You know, she was almost like the perfect agent for first-time home buyer. She listened to what we needed. That's great. She let us she let us explore, even though she knew early on that we weren't gonna be able to really find too many options in the uh, original neighborhood we wanted, but she was willing to, you know. Walk the pavement with us and then see all these units that were just going to be horrific when you look back on it. Right. And then she helped us find this place. Yeah. And and she you know held our hand at every step and 
helped us like ask the right questions while we're walking around and really able to show off how we're like really above board applicants you know we're not um we're, we're w-2 salaried employees which co-ops like they don't like independent contractors because they're just afraid of the variability in your earning potential yeah um we had like all of our finances in order we certainly had enough money parked aside for this stuff and so anyways the thing that michelle does for us at this point is she scrubs all of our submissions she like blacks out private information at certain points she like knows how to create the application so we essentially she she phrased it as you give me all your documents i put the package together for you and so she submitted the package and it was just you know took about i think three weeks or so hurry up and wait at which point man oh uh, i gotta go back the uh so i'm speaking to the uh the mortgage maker that I'm going to go with, right? Yeah. From when we got the contract, so we're going back a few weeks, but when I got the contract to when I signed the contract, the rate had increased 0.7% on me. That was 10 business days. That's when the Fed was like really fighting inflation, right? Right. And so the introductory, not the introductory, but the the preferential rate that we were going to get with these folks, um, Shout out to Carter Murdoch over at First Republic. Um, was able to give us a really good rate, but the rates were tied to whatever the Fed was doing. And so all the different, you know, 30-year convention fixed, uh, whether it was a 10-1 arm, a 7-1 arm. He, you know, I just asked for all these just to have all the numbers all at once. And 10 days later, when we were ready and we needed to sort of have this locked down, the race had jumped up 0.7%. And it was just like, oof. It's just one of those things where you felt like every day that passed had a tangible impact on what you were going to be paying month to month. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so that was really stressful. But we we got the we got a fantastic rate um, right now because we, uh, we had done a walkthrough recently of the apartment, which I'll get into at the end of the story. But I was asking Michelle, the agent, you know, what's your state? What's like? What's the average rate that you're sort of seeing right now in uh, in your new clients? And he goes, well, I'm not. I'm the lowest I'm seeing right now is like four and a half percent, but that's a, a seven one arm. Uh, and so I go, okay, well, I can understand why they would give you that rate because, you know, you're hoping that in seven years you can refinance. When that thing starts to hit that variable rate, yeah. Um, but uh, she said that most of her clients aren't getting anything below six for your conventional thirty year. <sighs> yeah, I mean, six is crazy because in the grand scheme of things, six is really low. Yeah, yeah, I could, but, yeah. If you but think it's just because how low it years. had been. Yeah, you know exactly. Like I have friends that are getting two nine. Right. Yeah. You know, two eight five, and so yeah, six seems crazy. But two eight five is like it's free money, mm-hmm. which you know we won't get into that. So um, we submit the board application package, and we wait and we wait and we wait, and at that point the uh, what's it called the sort of uh, the the management company uh, reviews the package before they even send it to the co op board. They just want to make sure that you know. 
your I's are dotted, your T's are crossed, mm-hmm. and we didn't hear anything back from them. All our documentation was good. One thing that Michelle always said was we, we always showed up prepared. Uh, so we always had our paperwork in order. You know, everything was sort of done uh, on time. And then we get the uh, the board interview. Uh, the, the famed board interview. Now, the internet will tell you it's this really high-pressure moment where they're going to grill you. It's, you can't treat it like a job interview. You shouldn't ask questions. You're basically there to be like, we are boring. We make money. We're going to pay our things on time. We follow the rules. You just want to be as boring on paper as possible. Yeah. And so uh, Carolyn was stressed out about it. I was stressed out about it because you just never know. You know, when, when you bring the human factor into it, you don't know what your co-op board members, what kind of day they're having. They're going to take it out on you for whatever reason. Show up at 6 o'clock. These folks, they basically just they give us the, the house rules. You know, like move-ins. But the building only happened on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Uh, if you want to do any renovation of any kind, you got to get board approval. Um, they asked us, do you have plan on any worked on? No. Great. Uh, all this stuff. We asked about like all the amenities. They, they told you know all that stuff. And so they wanted to see our dog because there's a weight limit to your pets. Only one dog per apartment. I think it's like one dog or one cat or one rabbit. Whoa. Uh, something like that. It was just like <laughs> yeah, you can really? only have a, yeah certain types of pets. Uh-huh. Within pets, there were restrictions. Like you couldn't have a like uh, with dogs, you couldn't be a dog over thirty pounds. And so we basically just held up Oliver, like Simba. You know when Rafiki holds up Simba yeah. to the Zoom camera, and everyone was a dog person, so they all liked him. <laughs> uh, he was on his best behavior. Good. And then it was funny because as we're you know speaking, they keep. The board keeps saying when you move in, when you move in. And at the end, they basically said, yeah, your application was great. Very straightforward. Everything seems really good. We'll get back to you in about 24 hours. And then 24 hours later, like you're approved. Sweet. And so that's great because at this point, you should be able to move to closing. Right. But, and of course, there's a but. We, uh, we get a call. We get a text from our agent the next day. It goes, hey, can you get on the phone? Now, here's the thing about our agent. Good news, she texts. Bad news, she wants to get on the phone. Which, you know, <laughs> it's normal. But when you get that yeah. call, you're like, what, what happened? Right. We got approved. What's wrong? They said the, uh, the sellers are asking if they can stay in the apartment for 60 days while they renovate their next apartment. So I said, like, all right, well, we've already been approved. We're moving towards closing. And so now it just becomes into a, a matter of negotiation. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to stay in the place. It's going to cost you. So there was a lot of back and forth between us, our agents, and their agent to be like, this is what we think the rent ought to be, given the market conditions, given, you know, basically uh, – you're sort of putting us in a bind here. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, we're trying to move in. They also have two kids. They're not trying to move. You're not going to want to move all of your stuff. Pay, pay the movers once to move it into storage and then pay movers again to move it out. And so bit of a bit of a negotiation, but we knew that we had the leverage on our side. We pressed, they pressed, we pressed, and we essentially arrived at a number that we were very happy with. Uh, the, the whiplash, though, was so initially while we're going through this, I thought that we would be moving in yeah. around Labor Day. Right. 
you're thinking, all right, the board only meets once a month. It's going to take them a while to get back to us. Closing's going to get scheduled, yada, yada. So originally, I was like, we're going to move in Labor Day. But when the board interview happened in June, I was like, oh, my gosh. And when they got back to us, I was thinking, oh, are we just going to be able to move in before July 4th? Or am I going to have to cancel my July 4th trip? Oof, can't do that. Well, you know. I know you love that July 4th trip. Don't, don't. I love that July 4th trip. But I also love moving to my home. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And so, and so, then it happens like, oh, we're extending essentially them to live there, and you know, we have to make sure that you know it's not a tenant relationship that we're creating because if it's a tenant relationship, then uh, you have different legal protections. We're not trying to get into that. It's sort of you know we're offering them the right to stay, uh, and so so on and so forth. Um, so essentially, we're back to like what potentially is a Labor Day or after Labor Day moving, which is what we thought it was going to be in the first place. But just like going back and forth is like where that that turbulence happens, you know? Yeah. Um, but thankfully, we're we're making a little bit of money. Uh, so in all else equal, this is probably the best uh, the best way forward uh, if we were going to sort of move in a similar time that we thought of before. Um, and so then. We're scheduling uh, closing. It was great because it doesn't look like. Uh, oh, you know, we'll skip that detail. Um, so, it's the day of closing. Now, mind you, I seem to have developed a viral bronchitis uh, bout uh, during all of this, and so I'm coughing my lungs up. I'm drowning in fluid. Uh, and one of the, arguably the most adult days of my life, one of the happiest days, you know, that we've, uh, Karen and I have worked so hard for, I feel miserable. I have not gotten my antibiotics yet because I thought it was just going to be a bad cold and you can hear me sort of, uh, you might still be able to hear it a little bit in my voice, but I'm, I'm at the end of my antibiotics and it's a lot better now, but it's still, still sort of lingering. <clears throat> on cue as you will you're just always going through the ringer man i'm always going through the ringer man first it was i twisted my ankle by stepping on a tree root in central park yep uh wasn't even running i was walking (laughs) stepped on a tree root my left ankle goes 90 degrees the wrong way so that's two weeks out at the mid and the second week of my ankle i now developed viral bronchitis and so i've never had viral bronchitis before and so the doctor said that's about seven days and then it sort of dies out on its own. Mm. Antibiotics can help. But you got to know early on that you have viral bronchitis. I didn't know. I just thought I had a really, I had a head cold, chest cold, right. congestion, coughing, and a lot of mucus. It's like, all right, you know, sticky phlegm. It's like, all right, we all know what happens when you're sick. Your phlegm is all, all, all colors of, of messed up. Yep. Uh, and I was like, all right, this is just, it's a cold. You, you cough your way through it and then you're done. But seven days later, it's like, oh, the phlegm is the same color. The volume is the same amount. Mm-hmm. So this is not good. So I finally go to the doctor to go, oh, you look like you got bronchitis. We can't tell you. <clears throat> can't tell you if it's viral or bacterial. Difference being, bacteria is a way more serious. 14 days plus. And so I go there. She prescribes a Z-Pack. I wish you could get Z-Packs over the counter. Um, but uh, I'm sure there's a good reason why you can. Uh, and... So I find, I'm finally feeling a lot better now after my five days of antibiotics. But that day of closing, I'm telling you, I am like basically choking back 
liquid and coughing while I'm doing the final walkthrough. I feel exhausted because I couldn't sleep because the coughing kept me up. And then walking the like 20 blocks from, it's really 27 blocks, uh, from the apartment to the closing office, right? Normally my heart rate doesn't really go above like an 80 on a walk. It hit like triple digits. I'm like out of breath. That's crazy, man. By the time I get it, like walking out of breath. Yeah, that's crazy. And so that's 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 when you're like, oh, this is serious. That's like when when people talk about COVID, when you get that shortness of breath, like, oh no, that's that's scary. When you when you can't get your breath. But I get there. We show up 15 minutes early to closing. I dressed up, by the way. I put on a suit jacket, slack, uh, suit pants. You know, button down, no tie, brown shoes. You know. Yeah. Dressed up, but not like, you know, I'm not going to prom. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, yeah. And and so, Carolyn dressed up as well. I dressed up for the occasion because it was important to me. One of those moments where, like, you know, you feel like you're an adult. And we get there, we're early. Our attorney shows up just after us. We walk into our conference room. The closing agent's already there. And I'm telling you, I don't know how your closing went. But in my head, I thought it was going to be a really formal process. The sellers were going to be sitting across mm, the table. Okay. Because it was like a long, it was a long conference table. Right. So I thought we should be their side and our side. I thought our agent was going to sit on one side of us. Our attorney was going to sit on the other side of us. Same thing on their side. The bank attorney would sit in the middle on the end. The closing agent would be there as well. And we'd all be reviewing line by line the contract, the same contracts that they're signing, that we're signing. Right. Not the case. Right. Not the case whatsoever. People are uh, people are trotting in late. Uh, we got there early, so we're just starting to sign stuff. My, my heart rate's up. I don't know because I'm out of breath or the adrenaline's starting to kick in. Uh, our attorney, you know, every piece of paper that we're about to sign – goes to Carol and I basically tells us in layman's terms what this is yep. supposed to be. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I'm just signing a little nervous, you know, trying to make sure that signature looks good. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a ball player signature and I'm very upset about it. Um, but, you know, we're going, we're going, we're going. The The sellers show up for the, yeah, this is the first time we're meeting the sellers. Uh, they're trying to write stuff. We got all of our checks. And it was just one of those things where like, yep, yeah, if you make a mistake while signing, you cross it out. You and you have both, you know, both of the people, if like, for example, if I made a mistake, we cross it out. Carolyn initials and dates. I initial and date. We sign on the right spot. So it was like, you know, and the, uh, the closing attorney is just running out of the room to like make copies for both parties. Uh, we started handing checks to each other. And by handing checks, I mean, we handed checks to everybody else in the room. Yeah. Um, and what was what I heard was normally what a lot of banks have been doing in the city is they wait for all the paperwork to be done to make sure that the seller and buyer are like all good. At which point the bank confirms that everything is good on their end and then they call the, the branch and a courier basically – comes with the checks so you can be waiting okay. 45 minutes to an hour post confirmation from the bank so but you can't leave the room they're not allowing anyone to leave and so a lot of people just sit there gratefully that did not happen in our closing 
the bank uh, representative had all of the all the checks ready to go, uh, and so we were in and out of that place in about seventy minutes. I'd say 75, 70, 75 minutes. Okay. And I asked everyone. I asked the closing agent. I asked the bank representative. I asked my attorney. I asked uh, our agent, and everyone said that was about one of the smoothest closings you could ever have. Uh, we didn't have any last-minute issues that we found. The walkthrough didn't produce anything that was like, what, what are you guys doing? What's happening? There wasn't any need to haggle uh, over any sort of dollar amount at the end. Somehow, there must have been a rounding error because the sellers were like, this is off by a penny. <laughs> uh, and I was like, we're not, I was thinking to myself, we're not really going to make me write a check for a penny, are we? Right. Um, and... And so we walked out of there, and then we slowly made our way to, to lunch. And that was it. The only thing that we were able to walk out of was a photocopy of the stock certificate that we basically purchased. Because, again, co-op, we're not buying real estate. We're buying shares in a corporation. One of the right. uh, benefits of owning the shares is the right to live and occupy the space. Yeah. Uh, the, we don't get the stock certificate. The bank gets the original stock certificate. And so we walked out of there with a black and white photocopy of the certificate. And I was like, well, that's it. We, we did it. <laughs> um, so, this, I mean, that was, that's really the long and short of the, uh, what it was like to, you know, start our process and end the process. And closing happened on the, the Monday of the week of my birthday. I don't think, you know, when you and I were playing Call of Duty till four in the morning... Uh, way back when, when you were a single guy and I was a single guy, that by the time I was, you know, this age, that I would be living in a place soon that I'd be owning, and uh, it's really crazy how life turns out. Yeah, sure is. Um, yeah. So my closing, it looks like I'm looking at my Google timeline right now. It looks like ours is about two hours. We were there from two fifty eight p.m. to five eighteen p.m. Um, yeah. I don't remember all like the checks that were cut for us. I you blacked think, out. I well, I I'm pretty sure that our bank handled all that. I think that I think we gave whatever, uh, like when we were agreeing to certain money that was going to be going to different people. I yeah. think a lot of that was being like I'm pretty sure that was coming from a larger portion of funds from our. Yeah, I think we like. I think we did a from our for, like for our down payment, right? Mm -hmm. So our down payment, and then I think on top of our down payment was all of our closing costs, and I think that was just like one large number that we had to take, yeah. and then get we we um like basically wire over. I we didn't we didn't wire it. We did a um like we a did bank check. A, yeah, bank. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did a bank check. Um, it was just cheaper. We, we did the same thing the, the uh, Saturday before the closing. Mm -hmm. We went to our bank and we had to get all the checks. Okay. Because uh, you can't you can't write a personal check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for 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 those costs, we wrote it's a personal many. check to it's our many attorney people. and to some some other small things. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, the the cost is too much. I see. Be, yeah. I I guess I'm think I'm thankful that that cost or that that factor at least was covered for us because I I knew like oh hundred dollars goes to this person two hundred dollars goes to that person you know five hundred dollars yeah. goes to this other person um but I you know we didn't have to write the checks 
it was like all broken down for us and we knew where the money was going, you know, like this, you know, like basically like 10K or whatever the number was going to all these different people for closing and the bank handled this, the divvying it up of that, of that money for us. Yeah. Um, so that, One that, of the- that factor was nice, but you're right. We also, we were in a, um, uh, it was, it was a small conference room. It was basically the, um, the our our uh, lawyer going over everything line by line with us as well as yep. like one rep, like one one like mediator type of person who was there but that was it at some point the seller's agent came or the seller's lawyer i should say came and then um i think there was like they they were going to give us like or they were going going to leave a tv mount and as we were going yep. through line by line we had the same we had the same conversation <laughs> about the tv mount yeah the our, our lawyer was like oh did did you notice the tv mount I was like i don't remember there just being a tv mount there she's like oh, okay well we're going to go ahead and get a check cut out for that because they're supposed to leave that and i was like i don't really care about the damn tv mount to be honest but but like sure you know yeah. <laughs> get a little get a little bit of extra money out uh, after do you remember how much that was i want to say it was like 50 bucks 50 to 100 yeah. bucks. Isn't that a it joke? Was, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't a small amount of money. And it was It was also very much an estimate because I can tell you right now, whatever TV amount that I have, I'm I'm quite certain was cheaper than whatever they were going to give oh, us. Oh, there you go. There you um, go. Also, we, just, I mean, we had the same thing because they had a professional come in and not only mount the TV, but carve out uh, uh, a hole in the wall for the wires to get threaded through. Oh, that's cool. And so they were like, do you want us to patch that up? absolutely not because we might have to do the same thing right right um and so uh that was like because it wasn't written in any documentation Mm -hmm. we're like oh you know we gotta we just have to agree to that yeah um man i will say though that uh we the first thing that we've now been doing uh as you know uh, tentative new owners and by tentative i just mean we actually own the spot but we just haven't moved in Right. Uh, is uh, we've already spoken to our agent who is renovating her own spot, um, and uh, she recommended the contractor uh, that she uses. And wait, didn't we, you tell? Didn't you tell the the board that you had no renovations in mind? Uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> and right now, okay. I think what. The difference, though, is they're thinking, oh, you can knock down walls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what it is, though, what happened once. You get it. Um, but what we're looking to do, and we confirmed with the super, because we actually bumped into, I think, the super when we wa- did the walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Not the walkthrough, the uh, the meeting, the walkthrough with the contractor. Uh, this happened on, I think it was like Friday morning or Friday afternoon. Uh, that what we're doing, which is professional painting of the walls and the ceiling, uh, okay, we did that too. And, yeah, yeah. Got to do it professional. You can't. You can't trust me to do it. Hell no. Look horrific. Hell no. Look horrific. Yeah. Um, and also we wanted to redo the floors. Now the floors. I don't know if you have the listing up, um, but the floors are really dark. Uh, and so I'll I'll really quickly tap dance to to pull this up for you, but the floors are really dark and just feels a little bit older. Feels like a lot of the light is being um, sucked away by the dark floor. And yeah. so what we want to do is just lighten the floors up quite a bit. And so we had, when we did the walkthrough, we we're like, all right, what kind of uh, floors are these? Uh, are they hardwood? Are they engineered? Um, and when we walked through, it's like, oh, these look like they're hardwood. Looks like they're oak. 
Um, not only that, but we were like confirming how many times has the floor been refinished, uh, or you know, because if uh, if it's been done a couple of times, like different wood hardness can only suffer through that process like a limited number of times. Right. And so because we found out that it had never been done before, uh, that the wood was essentially healthy enough to get sanded down uh, and then restained uh, a couple of times. And so thankfully, you know, we're, we're hoping that the dark wood that you're seeing right now, we can lighten up tremendously, tremendously lighten that up. Yeah. Uh, so that yeah. we can really take advantage of the light that's coming in through our windows yeah. and also uh, just make the place feel a little bit more modern. Yeah. And so we're trying to figure out the painting colors that we want. It, I mean, it, realistically, it's going to be a white wall. We just got to figure out what kind of white wall we want. Um, and uh, and so we're, we, we, we spent a lot of time at Home Depot. I know what you know. I know you know how that feels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we, I was in there we earlier today. There. Yeah, we looked at a lot of hardwood samples. Uh, we looked at uh, wood stains. We looked at paint for the walls. Uh, we also looked at fixtures. Like we, we may want to replace the faucet head in the kitchen. Uh, we're definitely going to replace all the door handles in ter- uh, inside the apartment. Trying to figure out the right vibe we're going. It's really exciting because you normally can't do this in a rental. You can. You just got to uninstall it when you move. You know. So now you got like this like setup that you got to bring with you. Right. I remember... At my studio, I bought, um, instead of, like, the handles, the, the sort of handles that they have sort of have, like, that uh, something that you can grab onto, that sort of like a thin rectangular handle, and I had to replace those with, like, round circular doorknobs uh, just because, uh, like, the thing that I had hanging on the back of the door was getting blocked by it, and it wouldn't close properly. It's, like, dumb stuff like that, but it's, like, something yep. you got to really think about. Yep, so, 100%. Right? And the uh, now that we're like we were just look we were just so excited at Costco at Costco cheese um, at Home Depot because we're like this is this feels so exciting. We're really getting to nerd out over all the details that make a house a home. Mm-hmm. And so no, we we won't have any fence projects per se, but it's going to like we're really excited to really start to put this place together. You know, we're going to be Yeah. uh customizing some closets uh, to really open up the closet uh, sort of organization that they have to just allow us to s- store a lot more in the same amount of space. Uh, we're going to think about all the new furniture we want. I've already been designing. We have a nice little entryway. I'm designing what that new entryway is going to look like. It should be real nice and modern. Uh, and so I've been designing a lot of like perspectives uh, that I can show you after the call, but like it, it's been it's been a lot it's been a lot of fun. I'm really excited. Uh, we surely haven't moved in yet. Uh, the next time you guys are in the city, uh, it'll be nice to have you here in the apartment because um, I'll send you be able to invite you to my home, not just to the place I'm renting. Yeah, yeah, that'd be exciting. That's yeah. uh yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations! Trying to put to you. That, thank you. Huge congratulations. Thank you for- also, happy birthday. I'm gonna say it officially Thank on the you. podcast. It was it was Appreciate your birthday it. just two days ago. We didn't even have a chance to talk about that, but I assume you didn't really get much of a chance to do too much because of uh, the the bronchitis yeah. and all. Yeah, um, you know, life life is all about balance, and so <laughs> when you're celebrating large things, it, uh, you know, you ought to be you know sick as a dog. Uh, you can't have everything, you know. 
Yeah. Um, and so the, uh, you know, Carol and I uh, are trying to put down roots in New York City, trying to have a family in New York City. Uh, we're going to see what that experience is going to be like. Uh, and if we, uh, if we can do it, uh, we're going to be, we're going to give it the old college try, but if it doesn't work, then we might just have to move to Jersey like everyone else. Uh, but the, the hope is, you know, we, we, we have enough space and it does work out for our family to, to really become like a New York city family. And yeah. we'll, uh, we'll sort of, we'll just see, um, how it all goes. Yeah. That's great, man. That's uh, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm sure you feel very. I know you haven't moved in, but the fact that it's closed, I'm sure you feel very relieved because that's been a. It's been a. You already told us a very long journey, so yeah, very long indeed. But that's really, uh, really excited to share this. I, 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 one day we ought to go through and really uh, write down the notes of like all the important episode dates. Yeah. Um, the one where I, I mean, the ones that come to mind are like the one where you told me you were going to propose the one that, where you went to go by the ring, uh, clearly the one of you, your wedding, uh, birth of Gordon, like the finding out mm. that Lane was pregnant, but like, uh, birth I don't, of Gordon. I never Did talked you? about, I didn't, I never once said that Lane was pregnant. I just oh, said that gotcha. I had a baby all of a sudden. <laughs> it was a very deliberate That's how that decision. works. That's how that but, works. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, so very uh well you moving to chicago that was a big one mm-hmm. um, well you you getting your uh, your degree you know you finishing school that was a big one yeah finished school started started first big first big boy job and gordon was born all yeah. all within two months like graduating and then the job well you know, why two wait later you know what i mean and then, why yeah. wait yeah just get it all done um mine i just remember mine being like going through the okay cupid uh, questionnaire. That was a fun one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Meeting Carolyn. You know, somebody was like, I was reading this Reddit thread, and they were saying, "How come a bad day can really like tank your life, but a, like, like one bad day can be like the end of your life, but one good day can't like solve all your problems?" And somebody made a really interesting hmm. comment about how the really really good days in your life, you tend to not know until way down the line when you look back and go, oh, that was a really good day. You just, you didn't have the, uh, you couldn't have the perspective at the time to understand what was happening in front of you. Right, right. And so, I thought that was a really interesting, uh, really interesting perspective that I never really understood until they sort of wrote it out like that. I go, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Anyways, is there anything, uh, I know I, I've certainly, uh, you know, taken up all this time, but is there anything else that you would like to, like to talk about? Yeah, no, I, w- I was definitely glad to hear the update. I, I've been excited to hear about this one for a bit. Um, no, I mean, I made some progress on the fence. It's been exhausting and tiring work, but I was able to pull a lot more fence posts. There are just two that are left standing, and I had problems with them yesterday because, um, these two were just really stuck in the ground real good. And I was able to like loosen them up a little bit, but I was pumping like there. 
so put it this way the the uh the jack the farm jack that i'm using to to crank up the, these uh fence posts it was actually digging into the ground while it was simultaneously pulling oh. the fence post out so uh it was it was like that so i uh it was it had rained uh like two days ago so the the ground was a bit moist and so that's like why the soil was it was loose enough for it to, to dig in so i'm gonna have to um i was i was gonna try it today but i just i, I was busy mow the lawn some other things today but I'm going to try again. I'll either just like lay out a piece of wood on a flat, a flat patch of land or uh, just try it again from the ground with uh, some, some dry dirt because it's going to be pretty hot this week. We're not, getting, we're not expecting any rain. So that's really it. Uh, oh, and then I bought all the fence posts. So Lane and I put the order in this morning. Nice. So Menard is going to deliver everything on Wednesday. We're going to, um, we were going to do the, uh, the holes for the fence post today, but we are waiting until just a little bit later in the week since we're probably not going to do the installation of the material now until friday so um come like thursday i guess thursday friday we're going to drill all the, the all the holes for the fence posts um and then place them immediately and then um and concrete them so hopefully by the end of like saturday we'll have like concreted fence posts and then sunday we can um amazing stretch uh not stretch but just like place the the two by fours that connect the fence posts and then from there it's really just a matter of putting up the um the, the pickets there is going to be a gate but the gate um is probably going to get done in a in a couple of weeks it'll it'll get done like after gordon's birthday party which is fine um the gates just are going to require a little bit of extra work and a lot more measurements and whatnot and so and we don't even have like the latch and some of these other things that we want to like think about and have something that's a little bit different than just standard you know i see okay okay great look at us huh who would have thought not me <laughs> yeah right <laughs> amazing amazing um, yeah glad to hear it is that it yeah no that's it man that's it all right cool well, let's get out of here all right well i'm russell i'm sandy thanks for watching listening See everyone next week.